My name is Josh Peck, host of Peck Report on Daily Renegade. I used to suffer with chronic pain from a degenerative bone disease. I was hopelessly addicted to opioids without any end in sight. But then I discovered Kratom and CBD. I am no longer on prescription drugs and I have more energy and pain relief than ever before. Kratom and CBD have given me my life back without draining my bank account. If you too would like some minor to major pain relief, Kratom and CBD might be for you. Either click on the links in the description below this video or go to dailyrenegade.com on the top left banner or right side ad and check out Tropic Health Kratom and CBD. Use promo code HEALTH20 for 20% off your order and get your life back today. Greetings, everyone. The Christian Marauder here. So glad you guys all showed up today. Did you know that Madame Blavatsky and Alice Bailey and her husband planned for the demise of the Christian church? How? By infiltrating the occult into it. That's how. So the church can be flipped back into a universal, one-world pagan religion based upon the ancient religions. You think that might be important to know today? Well, today we're going to look at how their occult world has invaded the church with greasy grace, half-baked idea, lying signs and wonders, feathers, spirit guides, and much more. Because Alice Bailey still sits in the pews of the church with Madame Blavowski gracing many pulpits so the devil can feel right at home in church. But before we begin in today's message, for those watching on YouTube, let me remind you that you can become a member of the Daily Renegade today so you can watch all the full episode uninterrupted in their entirety. How do you do that? Just click on the link below for the details. With that, let's get on with the show. Jack be nimble, Jack be quick. There's old Jack collecting money by the candlestick saying to the crowd, be ye wealthy, be ye healthy, is what you get by jumping over this here candlestick. And the crowds grew and grew, so old Jack decided he need help. You know something? Alice Bailey, on page 188 on the Treaties of White Magic, said, On the physical plane, without any exoteric organization, ceremonials, or outer form, there is an integrating silently, steadily, and powerfully a group of men and women who will supersede, eventually, the previous hierarchical effort. They will supersede all churches, all groups, and all organizations, and will eventually constitute that oligarchy of elect souls who will govern and guide the world. So Jack Nimble hired five wise guys to spread the candle jumping far and wide. First was old King Cole, who was a merry old soul, whose jolly sales pitches won the masses without any debate, and the lines grew and grew of people wanting to jump over that old candlestick. I gotta tell you, 
there are a lot of jolly old king coals out there spinning their yarn and hardly anyone tests the spirits in these days and they all choose just to ignore what's happening in the church today both madame blavowski and alice bailey and her followers seek the demise of the church by infiltrating the occult into it so it can be flipped into the universal pagan religion of the ancients as blavowski herself mentions in her work isis unveiled that most ancient and true religion was that of worshipping the dragon and the sun that took rise in the whisperings about secret initiations among the profane let me just say it's not my intent to try to bash people or anything i'm not trying to go on a holy crusade and a heresy hunting fit of frenzy and, and but i got to speak the truth in love and i gotta tell you i find it very interesting how in chapter two of a christian book entitled the physics of heaven the author says this i have found throughout scripture at least seventy-five examples of things that the new age has counterfeited such as having a spirit guide trances meditation auras power objects clairvoyance clairaudience and more these actually belong to the church but they have been stolen and cleverly repackaged then the author goes on in chapter two and tells it that it's perfectly okay to retake these stolen items and use them in the church by whom many in the church have tended to write off all dabblings into quantum mysticism as blasphemous and demonically inspired however there are a few courageous christians that's who a few courageous christians who are beginning to speak up and say wait a minute there may be some god truth there that really belongs to us and that we should know about the physics of heaven chapter two and then you know old jack nimble hired his second main man pastor logos butcher who made hamburger out of the word of god by overusing personal stories on how he did great signs and wonders which all trumped this muddy old dusty bible in the old day well folks there are a lot of butchers out there today leading people to believe that the bible was okay in its day and time but if you want to go higher because god is doing a new thing you must be go beyond and be that courageous christian like this man said in a video clip again i'm not here to bash anyone but what if someone who is a major church leader is inadvertently duped into bringing the occult workings into the church you think you might want to know about it so let's look at this quote it is difficult to expect the same fruit of the early church when we value a book they didn't have more than the holy spirit they did have it's not the father son and holy bible that's bill johnson fellowship with god video clip august 28 2014 on youtube his second quote goes like this and we must be willing to follow off the map to go beyond what we know to do so successfully we must recognize his presence above all that's bill johnson's in his book when heaven invades earth the problem is folks i got to remind you this the early church paul the apostles quoted extensively from the old testament they primarily read from it they always referred back to it and they never departed from it despite what these people say they did not depart from it the holy spirit will always draw you back to the book you will not depart from it i gotta tell you that it's interesting how alice bailey's spirit guide laid out the plan to emphasize new age of miracles and to emphasize these over sound doctrine 
and the word of God, to consciously transcend into higher planes and to ascend into deeper spirituality with the universal mind. Well, you guess what? Pastor Logos Butcher sure was a master craftsman teaching all to ascend to, into new revelations, to activate one's destiny. And who needs a dusty old Bible when you can ascend and go off the map at your own whim? Well, the third that old Jack Nimble hired was Pastor E.Z. Baker, who taught how to be sensitive to any seeker by adding bucketsfuls of lard to a sermon so that folks can slide in and out of line with ease. I heard he's real popular today, more than ever. Now, the fourth man that old Jack Nimble hired was Pastor Candela Maker, who was all about unity and, and aligning to a new candle-jumping reformation, so all can attain the unity of groupthink of the Cosmic Christ and the Rainbow God. Well, folks, Cosmic Christ and Alice Bailey's occultic world meant this. It means the universal spirit as a cosmic force by whose activation guides the spiritual evolution of mankind, the enlightened path to the universal mind. The universal mind are the is a sort of a, a nihilistic gel of goo where there is no mind, it's only bliss. It's well of nothingness. I call it spiritual suicide. If you really want to know about what it is, if you saw Star, the 1994 movie Star Trek Generations, and they have this guy, crazy guy, wanting everybody to go off into the nexus, that's sort of the idea of the universal mind. You go off into this realm of bliss. Basically, it's non-existence. And you just go through the hum of the universe, and you're supposed to enjoy it. Well, the devil comes to kill, rob, and destroy, does he not? Well, Jack Nimble met on a dark solstice night with King Cole, Pastor Butcher, Easy Baker, and Pastor Candela Maker at the Old 33 Club, where they decided to found the Three Tub Ministries headquarters in Rub-A-Dub, New York. So the five of them can spread candlestick jumping far and wide to prepare for the second coming of the cosmic Christ. Well, you know, folks, in Alice Bailey's New Age occultic world, the phrase the second coming of Christ refers to the New Age concept of attaining a mass incarnation. What in the world does that gobbledygook mean? Well, it means to awaken the divine inside of the hearts and minds of a collective people to be their own gods, to be little Christ, to be little gods, so they can all can ascend and reach a state of divine consciousness known as the ascension. In fact, you no longer need the Holy Spirit to guide you, as Jesus says, and to be your counselor. You need an angel to guide. You need to contact your angels. The angels take over the role of the Holy Spirit, and that should be a red flag to people. But people inadvertently are duped into seduction by great-selling words, sounding words of emptiness, just like the Bible says. In fact, Madame Blavowski in The Secret Doctrine, The Synthesis of Science, Religion, and Philosophy, Volume 2, pages 515, writes this, Esoteric philosophy shows that man is truly the manifest deity in both aspects, good and evil. On page 420, Madame Blavowski writes this, Since mankind is God, it follows through the law of spiritual development that mankind will become freed from its false gods and find itself finally self-redeemed. Wow, how enlightening. 
So notice how the devil fires his fiery darts of high things and arguments against the knowledge of God by people inside the church. If your shield is not watered by the word of God, you can find yourself deceived. Again, I'm not bashing people here. I just want you to judge for yourself by what they say in their own words, okay? And compare these with what Alice Bailey taught, okay? Maurice Carrillo says, you're not looking at me, you're looking at God, you're looking at Jesus. That's the end time manifestation of the sons of God. Maurice Carrillo, Word Evangelism Tape. Kenneth Copeland said in Following the Faith of Abraham Tape, Adam is God manifested in the flesh. And in his Force of Love Tape, Kenneth Copeland said this, and it's well documented, it's on YouTube, it's out there. He says, you don't have a God in you, you are one. Paul Krauss said on TV in July 7th, 1986, Christians are little gods. I'm a little god. That also is on YouTube, folks, I tell you. Note that the Bible says in Hebrews 2, 7, we are created lower than the angels. But Kenneth Hagin Sr. said in his book, Word of Faith, you are much as an incarnation of God as Jesus Christ was. If that is so, then God is lower than the angels, you think? The devil thinks so. He wants to exalt his throne above God's. It is true. We are created in the image and likeness of God, as Genesis chapter 1, 24 through 31 says. Does that mean we really are little duplicate gods? Well, the sword of the Spirit says in Isaiah chapter 43, verse 10, and settles the matter once and for all. That you may know and believe me, and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God formed, nor shall there be after me. I think the sword of a spirit says it best. Nor shall there be after me. There goes the little God's doctrine flaming down the drain. This leads to a question. Do you want to follow Madame Blavowski and Alice Bailey's little God doctrine? Or Jesus who can forgive and save your soul? I don't care who teaches this stuff. The question is, who do you want to follow? Who owns your soul? Well, folks, i got to tell you, at the meeting, old Jack Nimble ended up hiring a fifth leader, a talented musician, sound and light guy, the illustrious Payid Piper, whose enchanting pipe solo stupefied all inquiring masses. In occult Chaldean numerology, the number five is associated with leaders who are not afraid to travel to new and unknown realms, to go off the map and lead others there. So therefore... Old Jack Nimble hired five people to help Christians to get off the map, get off the Bible, get off track, chase after angel guides and spirit guides, and stop relying on the Holy Spirit. By talking about the Holy Spirit, but get you away from the Holy Spirit. Yes, the Pai Piper skills were unmatched in how he could blend light and sound to create good vibrations that drew the largest and largest of crowds. In fact, Alice Bailey's book, Treaties on White Magic, page 66, she lists four things about the purpose of using light and sound vibrations. I'm going to bring this up on screen here, and we are going, and I'm going to show you what they mean. The first rule, to be receptive to the mind of the master. When Bailey speaks of master, she's referring to ascendant masters and fallen angels, okay? In order to, to use light and sound vibrations, you use it to, to make people receptive to the mind of fallen angels and ascendant 
beings, okay? Rule two, to cultivate the right intuitive understanding of the thoughts sent by him by the master again by master jesus by a fallen watcher who goes by that false name a false christ a false jesus to, why for number three to happen to embody the ideas received in such form as will be suitable for those he is engaged in helping rule four says through sound and light vibration to make his thought form active that's the fallen angels embodying as much of the universal thought from these fallen angels as is desirable so that other minds may contact it and thus are groups gathered organized and taught and lifted and thus the hierarchy of apps can reach the world the bottom line is this the new age of cultic purpose of all this is to teach the church by means of new reformation how to use sound light and vibrations to cause people to feel embraced by a divine master to form a group think into them to invite in spirits called apps to guide them into a brave new world of hum of signs wonders miracles forsaking the bible and all its sound doctrine Thus, sound and light vibrations are used in the occult world to induce a semi-meditative state inside of a congregation during worship services and prayer times to make people feel calm, accepted, open to new ideas by the use of musical beats and lights and sounds, especially musical rhythms and beats, paced in a steady hypnotic flow. When you're in a, one of these song services, how many song services it's the same hypnotic four four slow beat just back and forth and it's one song after another yeah you may feel enlightened and you feel really good but i tell you is it really of god well through pleasant lighting is sent to set the mood to create positive vibrations which according to the occult world releases energies by creating an atmosphere where spiritual manifestations can occur We'll talk about these a little bit later. This sort of thing has infiltrated the church and spreading like cancer today. And people refuse to discern the spirits behind people. And Paul warns in Ephesians chapter 6, 10 through 18, that we wrestle not against people, but the spirits behind them. You know, people can turn away from these and they can return back to God. Thank God for his grace to repent from these things. Amen. I tell you, people need to start repenting. Now compare Alice Bailey with this popular Christian book, and I quote, God is on the verge of releasing something new on earth, and that new thing somehow involves vibrations, frequency, energy, sound, light, and taking quantum leaps by faith. Let me read you the second quote from the Physics of Heaven, from the Kindle version here. And I quote, clearly one of the greatest revivals in human history, the vibration of heaven and acts, set all kinds of things in motion. Why? Because the 120 believers in the upper room didn't get hung up on sound alone. They let the sound take them somewhere else, triggering all their senses into to the point that they were drunk from the vibration. Perhaps the most significant thing we can do to position ourselves for the new sound for the new sound is to start recovering the truths that are currently held captive by many unbelievers. Many New Agers, for example, have already begun to explore the phenomena of synthesia and are desperately trying to tune in to multiple realms of spiritual reality. Wow! That should make the hair on the back of your neck stand on end. 
but sadly for many people they swallow this stuff hook, line, and sinker. You know, because it sounds so appealing when Jack Nimble sells it quick to you. You know what I mean? Now, folks, let's go back and listen to what Alice Bailey said in her channel book, A Treatise on White Magic, page 66. And I quote, Through sound, light, and vibration to make his thought, those were those fallen angels, form active, embodying as much of the universal thought as is desirable, so that other minds may contact it. Thus are groups gathered, organized, taught, and lifted, and thus the hierarchy of apps, the spirit guides, can reach the world. I'll just tell you folks, you make your own mind up here. Either the Bible is right when he says, avoid this stuff, avoid the occult, avoid witchcraft. It's forbidden, it's forbidden. Are you going to believe the sales pitches of the Jack Nimbles, of the Easy Bakers, of the Logos Butcher, or the Candela Maker, or the Pai the Piper, who Jack Nimble has hired to get you to jump over the candlestick? What is it, folks? What is it? Notice how light and sound vibrations are used to contact these spirit guides to bring the force of Christ consciousness on earth. So let me tell you what Bill Johnson from Bethel Church said in Thinking from the Throne podcast that was aired June 9, 2013. Relating to God as an energy force or love is certainly one approach to higher consciousness. What? Your eyes should pop out of your head. Your jaw should drop right now. What? Bill Johnson said that? I just gave you the link. Relating to God as an energy force or love is certainly one approach to higher consciousness. Why is he talking in New Age, Bailey, and Blavatsky ease? I don't know. I'm just trying to wake your people up to something here. Not to bash Bill Johnson. Not to bash him at all but to just to try to wake people up to what in the world is going on inside the church and be aware of what's going on and you make up your own mind. Listen to me. Christians can be deceived because they lack discernment. We are called in the Bible to discern the spirit behind a person. Why? For our protection. Not to hate the person, but to speak the truth and love so that they can return to the Lord. If you hang out with a group way too long, a spiritual form of Stockholm Syndrome can set in and your mind becomes locked to justify the practices that God forbids. If you're in such teachings, all I can ask you and beg you is, is review what I said here and consider leaving. At least that is all I can ask. We need the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the gospel of peace that helps discern truth from error, what is right from wrong, and what brings true peace to the hurting souls. Not a bunch of new age trash that exchanges our relationship with the Lord God Almighty, with the occult world's cult of Aton, with its pyramid of power and occultic eagle that represents the sun god who seeks to overthrow God of the Bible and dominate all. And last week I mentioned William Branham, and I showed you his tomb. Look at it again. William Branham, as I pointed out in last week's message, was buried under the cult of Antine's pyramid of power, along with an adorning occult sun god eagle like bailey said the masons seek to flip the church by signs and wonders instituting those inside the church through secret organizations she taught that her husband taught it blavatsky taught it the occultists taught it folks the cult of anton is uh, ananakin the sun deity um, of ancient egypt the one they want to resurrect out of the abyss to take over the world. This is the Antichrist. 
So you have this so-called God General, William Branham, buried under a pyramid of power of Anton with the telltale sign of the sun god, the eagle, representing on top of it. And people think he's a great man of God? That man's a heretic. Yep, I gotta tell you. The crowds gathered around old Jack Nimble while the Paid the Piper played the siren songs. But the old Christian man stood there and warned and pleaded and prayed for those in line. Help them, Lord, see what's going on, he cried out. A few came out of line, but most stayed in line. Then he saw Mary quite contrary, deciding if she should even jump. But Jack B. Nimble sure was quick with the word of knowledge, and said to her, Mary, Mary, I see you live your life quite contrary. Our Heavenly Father says, as above, so below, to help your garden grow. From within to without, gather your silver bells and cockle shells, for with these you will have a soul-winning ministry for Master Jesus by lining them all in a row. Bells and cockle shells, lining all the maids in a row. What in the world does this simple nursery rhyme mean, if anything? Why is that any importance and relevance in what I'm trying to share today. Well, much and everything. Well, let me list the first a few things about bells, how they're used in the occult. Bells are used in the occult world in witchcraft to change the energy of a space, to move from the mundane to the magical. In the occult world, a priestess used bells to move her coven. All the maids in a row to seal whatever magic is cast during a coven ritual that was usually cast in a garden or grove and proceed to seal that spell as completed or if it needed to continue what to add to it for another task okay do you understand that mary mary quite contrary how does your garden grow grow that's that's like that's a grove that's talked about in the bible where they met and burned kids in moloch's fire that's where they danced around and did occult rituals in the bible they call them gardens they call them groves maids in a row that's a ritual. I tell you, covens often meet in the gardens or groves. The Bible mentions these were an abomination to him. Next, all in a row means to gather in a circle around a fire. So the old nursery rhyme means, Mary, Mary, how does your garden grow? How many covens do you have? These old nursery rhymes actually reveal more than we know. Next, bells are used in esoteric occult knowledge to invoke spirits of the dead and commune with them, for example. The necromantic bell of Guy, I can't pronounce this name, Gyradius, tells that bells made from silver and gold that are also inscribed with various astrological symbols and various names for power of gods are used to absorb energy vibrations and emanations or discharges from the dead so one can receive messages from the dead or banish various bad spirits away into the realm of the abyss. Hey, they use Jesus' name in this, don't they? So there must be God, some God truth in grave soaking. I can just imagine people thinking that. Can't you imagine somewhere that there's some Christians thinking that grave soaking is okay? Ring those bells, I tell you, they sure do. Look at these pictures as I quote from Ellen Davis in the Physics of Heaven, Chapter 2. And I quote, I was familiar with the principles that whenever you see a counterfeit, it means a real exists. And that if a lie just proves the existence of a truth. So I decided to investigate what was going on and being my scientific background with my faith in Jesus Christ into the mix of my research for truth, I decided to examine the new age. 
thought and practice for anything precious that might be extracted from the worthless. At that time, I could not find a single Christian leader who shared a similar interest in finding out if there were any truths hidden in the New Age. Now we are beginning to hear more and more of the revelation is in line with what New Agers have been saying all along. And we are hearing more and more teaching about Christians taking back truths from the New Age that really belong to the citizens of the kingdom of God. That don't make your... The hair on the back of your neck stand on end. After I just showed you what these people teach and what they're teaching, I don't know what will wake you up. I really don't know what will wake you up. My gosh, this is evil stuff. Well, for the love of God, all I can tell you is you got to pick up the shield of faith and quench these fiery darts of every high, convoluted argument from the evil one that exalts itself above the knowledge of God as ways of right and wrong, just as Second Corinthians chapter. 10 verse 5 says here is what the sword of the spirit the word of god says on this matter as it is written in deuteronomy chapter 18 verses 10 through 14 new king james and there shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son or his daughter pass through fire or one who practices witchcraft or soothsayers or one who interprets omens or a sorcerer or one who conjures spells a medium or spiritist or one who calls up the dead you want to tell me grave soaking is 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 a normal christian thing that we need to take back that the devil stole are you nuts Listen to the sword of the Spirit in verse 12 through 14. For all who do these things are an abomination to the Lord. And because of, and because of these abominations, the Lord your God drives them out before you. You shall be blameless before the Lord your God. For these nations which you dispossess, listen to soothsayers and diviners. But as for you, the Lord your God has not appointed such for you. What is it, folks? Really, what is it? You're going to go with some of these teachings that these people are trying to justify and bring back to church, telling you it's okay to go off the map and then jump into this stuff, jump over that candlestick. Man, wake up, smell some coffee, get a life, get back on track. I know why people are so afraid. They're terrified. Oh, there, there's so much life in these churches. Well, I got to tell you, the Lord God has miracles, signs, and wonders. They happen today, but you've been so conditioned to... To, to accept the profane and the, and the bad workings, you don't even know how to recognize the real. Man, you don't even know what's out there, what's available, that the Lord does, how he moves. Folks, I tell you, it's incredible when I see these things happening inside the church, folks, I tell you. God himself forbids necromancy and all this stuff. Now, who in the world would want to bring this into the church? But we see the merry, quite contraries of the church going to heaven to talk to the dead and bring back messages from them, or grave-soaking, all justified because the New Age stole these things from God, and we are called to take them back. Oh, my. You nuts. The devil knows how to spin truth into deceptive lies, doesn't he? So how can this New Age trash be God-approved if God forbids this sort of thing? i got to tell you, the devils in the church having a grand old time, and very few discern what bells they hear are ringing. Jack be nimble. Jack be quick. Jack is sure slick teaching how to jump over that candlestick. Well, Mary was excited at her new word, and her destiny decreed and declared. She knew who her first convert would be, her best friend, Melanie Muffet. Well, Miss Melanie Muffet's food allergy was taking its toll. All she could eat was curds and whey. Then Mary came by and asked her if she knew Jack. 
I know I do not, she replied. I do not know Jack. Miss Muppet replied with surprise. Mary gleefully said, He's a great man of God, teaching that if you just jump over the candlestick, healing, wealth, contentment, signs, wonders will all be yours, and you will be the elite class of Christians. Come on over to my garden, and after you see Jack, help me ring some bells and toss some cockle shells on the ground so I can tell you where you need to go. Little Miss Melanie Muppet had enough of the food allergy along with her phobic spear of spiders. She neared old Jack standing there and heard the crowd chant and sing, Jack be nimble, Jack be quick, thank you for teaching us to jump over the candlestick. Then she heard Jack's inspired anointed words ringing out across the land, fifty dollars a jump. One jump be healed of all fears, two jumps be healed what needs to be healed, three jumps have it made in the shade, four jumps... And you'll prosper in five jumps. God ordained your destiny for sure. Wow, she couldn't wait to jump. So Mary jumped five times. She was healed and enjoyed her first steak with mushrooms topped off with blackbird pie. Amazing Melanie Muppet's fear of spiders suddenly vanished away too. She was rejoicing and jumping up and down with glee, so much so that she opened a tarantula and black widow farm to sell spider eggs to the fastest growing food chain in the country, Coven Foods and Spirits, whose newest coupon said buy six items and get a box of tarot, tater tots, the queen's own brands, just free. However, shortly after, Miss Muppet's food allergy returned. She wasn't healed, and she was very perplexed. So she went back to Jack and was told she needed to jump some more. Fifty bucks a pop, you see. And he pleaded with her to stop reading that old book called the Bible, because all you need to know is Jack, who broke out another book to replace that old dusty Bible and said, All you need is more faith to be healed. Grunt and grunt till you restore receive and never speak a discouraging word and he said faith is a force you see and picked up this book and he began to read faith is an unseen energy force it is not matter but it creates matter and actually becomes matter you have a choice to use the energy of your words to change matter by this point in the book you realize that you have a choice to use the energy of your intent and your words to change matter and events this is the physics of heaven location 1835 of the kindle edition folks Do you, um, can you see that up there can you see that on the screen i'm quoting this folks faith creates it is not matter but it creates matter wow this is ridiculous folks well how many miss muffets are out there who have been told faith is a force Confess to be blessed. Your words have power to create. Only to find such teachings are hard taskmaster to serve because, like Miss Melanie Muppet, you sat toughening it out on her tuppet, grunting to never doubt, never to confess any negative words. She was totally into it, man. Do you know that makes your salvation is based on what you do, not what the Lord Almighty can do, as it is written in Isaiah chapter 43, verse 11 from the ESV? I, I am the Lord God. Besides me, there is no Savior. Let me read it out of the ESV. I, I am the Lord, and besides me, there is no Savior. Do you get that? Outside of God, there is no Savior. You can't save yourself by believing that you receive grunting until you get blessed. This begs the question, 
What is Faith? From a composite of many Bible dictionaries and commentaries that I've done, faith simply stated in Christian terms, and this is my term here, it means to being fully persuaded by God who proved himself true by his own goodness shown on the cross, not ours, so that we are persuaded by God's faithfulness that we give to him our full and complete devotion, loyalty, commitment to follow and, and obey and support him who is faithful and true so in turn we can likewise live true and faithful to him. After all, the Bible says, faith worketh by love. That is a really excellent principle. Jesus said the first and greatest commandment is this, in Matthew chapter 22, verse 37, to love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, and with all our mind. In fact, John wrote in the book of 1 John that we love God because he first loved us. Yes, you've got to see that Jesus went to the cross and died in our place so we can arise from the dead with him and be with him forever. We can trust such a one who proved himself true by so great and undeserved love. That's powerful, folks. In other words, the Lord Jesus wins over our hearts. Now, to get the right idea of what true faith is, let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verses 1 through 3. And I'm going to pull this up on the screen here. To get the right idea of what truth faith looks like, let's turn to 1 Corinthians 13 and keep tracking with me. I'm reading from the New King James and paraphrasing it here so you can understand what true faith looks like. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but not have love, a love that loves the Lord God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, then you and I are no more than a noisemaker tooting our own. It's only about me. My words have power horn. In 1 Corinthians 13, 2, it states, And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that, so that I can remove mountains, but not have a love, a love that loves the Lord God with all my heart and with all my soul and with all my mind, then I just turn faith into some sort of force that twists God's arm, so I become spoiled blind only to think that I'm better than thou, that I'm God's elite. Just think what I can do to those who disagree with me. Have you not heard? Touch not the Lord's anointed. If you don't have love, that's what happens to you. any doctrine of faith you teach. It turns into that. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 13. I'm going to scroll up here. 1 Corinthians 13, And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but not have love, a love that loves the Lord God with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind, then it's all about glory for little old me at the expense of the Lord our God. Folks, how many doctrines, how many teaching, how many books are written, and it's all about you, you seeking after glory, and with the idea being that you, uh, give the glory back to God, right? Man, I tell you, there are some strange stuff out there. Folks, without a love that loves the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, is how the Jack Nimbles make Lucifer's church rise by twisting the word of God with clever has not God truly said, Thou shalt say, have faith to remove mountains? Has not God said, give to the poor? Has not God said, speak words of men and angels? Jump, jump, jump. 
How many little muppets are out there sitting on their tuffets, decreeing and declaring, I'm in God class. My words can change matter. I can create. I decree this curtain way be changed into gold so I can pay my medical bills after I am healed. Sadly for little Miss Melanie Muppet, along came a brown recluse spider who sat down beside her, and Miss poor Melanie Muppet's faith was shipwrecked that day. Oh, Jack Nimble, pastor's butcher, baker, and candle maker, did Bailey's work really well, you think? Jack Nimble's three tub ministries in Rubba Dub, New York, grew and expanded, and people flocked in far and wide because their motto was, Anything goes in the church. This attracted Twiddle Dee and his brother Twiddle Dum to attend, who both became quite rattled on their way to Rubba Dub, New York, when a UFO swooped down and took them far away for a few days. There they learned from their space brothers how, what to share to humanity, great divine messages from their space brothers, that telling everybody that it was okay to jump over the candlestick. At Three Tub Ministries, where anything goes, Mr. D and Mr. Dumb quickly earned their license to preach the UFO gospel. You know, the late Chuck Missler wrote about such things happening in his 1997 book Alien Encounter and tells how many UFO abductees come back bearing messages from space aliens that mirror the teachings of Alice Bailey and Blavatsky. Isn't that strange? Hmm, I wonder why that is. For example, Missler sums up this in his Alien Encounters book, chapter 7, page 87, and I quote here, let me pull it up on the screen here. One of the most surprising aspects of the UFO phenomena is the fact that alleged messages from extraterrestrials have been primarily of a religious and philosophic nature rather than scientific or technological. Isn't that interesting? I wonder why that is. I wonder why that is. Hmm. You think something is going on, right? Well, Chuck Missler and the, and the popular History Channel series on ancient aliens teach that the primary message from extraterrestrials to, to humanity concerns that we must save the planet from the evils of fossil fuel. Hmm. Interesting. Maybe little green men have their own, hmm, Green New Deal, you think? Have their own Green New Deal. Maybe they even channeled it to a certain female member of Congress. Hmm. But, but who knows? I don't know. Well, Mr. D and Mr. Dumb Fames grew far and wide. They spoke of humanity's space brothers who came to help humanity to reach an age of universal prosperity, health, wealth, peace, and safety. They spoke at length of how our space brothers approved of Jack jumping over the candlestick and that we all need to be in unity with them and must coexist with, e with each other for love is love. So Mr. D said, Mankind is divine. On their way to become God, we need to make new quantum leap of evolution over the candlestick so all religions and governmental systems can be abolished and made new so we can all enter into the universal brotherhood of man with, with our space brothers guiding the way. Mr. Dumb began to speak up and say in his congregation, but for those that resist, our space brothers will forcibly remove them off the planet in a flash into other worlds, so all who remain can enter a new golden dawn for man. But now back to Chuck Missler, John Ankerbird, and others point out that many of these channel ET messages concern the need to remove a backward-thinking folks off the planet first before the new golden age can dawn. 
Folks, you have E.T. speaking of a rapture-like event where people will be removed by force off the planet to either be re-educated or removed to another planet, befitting their backward Bible-based thinking. Strange how the demonic world looks forward to this event while the church ignores it big time these days. I think, I mean, I'm just telling you, folks, this is true. Chuck Missler brings that out in his, his book, Alien Encounters, the... Uh, uh, ancient alien guys bring this out. All these people bring this stuff out. I'm not making this stuff up. Yes, Alice Bailey sits on the front row while Madame Blavatsky preaches from the pulpit and the devil is at home in the church, channeling E.T.'s messages that concern new thought metaphysics, how to apply comprehensive laws and formulas to help bring about the brotherhood of man so all humankind is united as one. Woo! They say they are here to help guide humanity to remaking our educational systems, reshape our governments, religions, and family, media, arts, and science, and business, all blended into one collective Borg-like colony of clones. After a legitimized reduction of the world's population by a cataclysmic event like a war, where the survivors will willfully and gleefully accept a one-world government and a one-new-world religion, just like what was channeled to Alice Bailey and Blavatsky, making the devil very comfortable in the church. While the old man heard Twiddledee and Twiddledum, saw the masses of gullible forking out big dollars to hear the latest from the Space Brothers, folks. He warned, and very few heeded the warning. The rest just forgot their creator to have their own way, never realizing how short this life can be. Mr. Dumb painted pictures of Space Brothers and sold these in mass, and Mr. D channeled their messages far and wide. Yes, as Chuck Missler points out in his book Alien Counters, how many abductees channel their Space Brothers messages with ease? In fact, Alistair Crowley channeled an E.T. looking entity named Lamb. Think about it. John Ankerbird and John Welton, in their book, The Facts on UFOs, mentions the same thing. Further, in light of the messages given by the UFO entities, how credible is it to think that literally thousands of genuine extraterrestrials would fly millions and billions of light years simply to teach New Age philosophy and deny Christianity and support the occult? Why would they do this with the preponderance of such activity already occurring on this planet? And why would these entities actually possess an inhabit people just like demons do if they were really advanced extraterrestrials i think they said it pretty good don't you i mean why would they man i tell you why would they bother do this well they're not space aliens they're interdimensional beings they're demonic spirits we're in a spiritual war well all this comes about by the need to decrease the world's population by making a new order out of chaos maybe the space brothers help inspire the the words written on the Georgia Guidestones. Who knows?